Hello. Hi there. Hello. Are we getting sound? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you've got your mic up. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Excellent. Just just making sure. Oh, Skype is a dog. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it wanted to update itself, of course. Yeah, yeah. I downloaded the update. It's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) The, The user interface is shocking. Yes, it it still seems as bad as ever. They they shrunk it down a bit. Yeah. But, um, I'm not sure it's any better. And it just seems to not want to route the audio through when you first plug in the mic and then you have to kind of restart everything. And uh, so, Well, don't get me onto Skype. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a whole other show. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is. <laughs> Definitely a whole other, a whole other series of shows, probably more accurately. Just um, about Skype's interface yeah. problems. Yeah, and maybe we could do it using Skype alternatives, and we could we could review Skype alternatives whilst belittling Skype. Um, but I do have to say, I've just returned from um, watching The Dark Knight again, um, and I have proof that the ending is not an inception ending and is a true ending <laughs> okay well we'll get we, we should get to that we should get round to that shouldn't we um, no 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 i, I would have deal with it now no, but, <laughs> <laughs> now you've just come straight out of the cinema so that's uh, <laughs> yeah, i'm fired up. better so you've seen it twice now yes yeah and I've, and I've seen it twice so anyway we we need to um we need to introduce this show or something in case in case people actually download it and wonder what the hell's going on yeah true and it's not uh, just two strange people babbling well it will uh, be it'll be that anyway yeah we but, can't but we can't avoid that it's a terrible title for a show so um yeah so essentially um doom Ray. this is doom Ray. this is yeah this is doom Ray. this is our first attempt at a podcast an attempt may be the key word um but <clears throat> essentially you know what we're going to try and do is we're going to have a series of shows based around various subjects. Um, some are on uh, the main kind of idea is that we're going to look at, um, you know, arts um, and and kind of visual communication. And um, the main things, topics of conversation are really going to be uh, computer games, films, uh, new media and technology, and just essentially, you know, try and kind of keep it current, keep it about current affairs and not not blabber on about um you know how amazing apple is all the time we'll try and deviate from that occasionally <laughs> I'm, sure we'll, I'm sure we'll have some some shows that we can do that <laughs> but um no i mean today's today's kind of topic of conversation i guess is um we're going to be talking about the dark knight kind of retrospectively and looking at while the dark knight rises and um our thoughts and feelings on that because spoiler free, spoiler free today, or do we? Uh, no, I think I think if you if you haven't seen it by now, you deserve the punishment. Um, <laughs> well, let's see how far we can get without without spoiling too much, and then uh, and and then just uh, we can give people the option. Spoiler alert! Now go away. <laughs> yeah, because um, I think there's a, there's there's quite a bit you know just to say about it without giving away major plot points as yeah. well. It's, I guess, you know, three three films. We've we've waited uh, we've waited some time for the trilogy to yeah. complete, and uh, so it, it, is is it the greatest trilogy? I'd say it's it's close. 
Um, is it the Holy Trilogy? I think I think this and Toy Story are as close to the kind of perfect trilogy as we're ever going to get. Um, I think oh, Toy Story is brilliant. Well, I think you know the, the people I've heard kind of people's trying to keep it spoiler free arguments um, about you know that there are some very definite leaps of faith um, throughout throughout the Dark Knight. Um, but more, I th- more than the other films. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, I'm not sure why either because the you know the batman begins and especially the dark knight were such kind of beautifully crafted films um and i think the dark knight is actually a more complex story than the dark knight rises um i think in terms of actually trying to commit a story to celluloid um the 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 dark knight for me would be a, a far kind of greater undertaking in terms of the story, not necessarily the spectacle. Mm. Um, and but it's a, it's a hard job to do, isn't it? You take I mean, the three films are quite different, and you, you know it's it, it's an arc that's got to be completed. There's there's a whole lot of pressure to tie things up, and at the same time to make a film that stands in its own right and is and is its own thing. And I think yeah. I, I think well, that's done. Yeah, but well, definitely. But I think oddly, the the third film actually has such a strong reliance on you having seen Batman Begins. Yeah. Um. That 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 to me is its biggest flaw. Um. Because um, my wife hasn't actually seen Batman Begins. <laughs> and you married her. <laughs> How did that happen? Taken a lot of training to get her to see Star Wars. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know she saw the dark knight and very much enjoyed it but there was there was so many moments in um in dark knight rises that relied on you having seen begins um that obviously to keep it spoiler free i won't go into but there are so many moments that are a, a hard back to that original film um that i think Without it, you'd not struggle to know what was going on, but you'd you'd miss some massively key plot points, mm. uh, and not only plot points, but but real kind of character references. Like I think the the story of Batman, um, and it has to be said, you know, I'm a massive fan of the trilogy. I think um, Nolan has done an incredible job. I think he's surrounded himself with a very talented team. I think, you know, Lawrence Fister deserves. A huge amount of credit for the work he did. Wally, Wally. Uh, sorry, Wally Fister. You're not Lawrence. <laughs> I was probably thinking of Lawrence Bender. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I watched that this morning for some bizarre reason. It's probably kind of you know stuck into my head. Um, but no, I think you know he surrounded himself with a great team of people. But I also think um, you know he clearly cared about the story. Um, you know, I think he he's told a story in what is essentially six hours of film. Um, well, seven, seven hours, seven and yeah. a bit, but, you know, he's told a story in that amount of time that me as a comic book fan, the comics have failed to tell in however many years, 60 years, is it almost 70 years of comic books? I he told a more complete story of, of Batman and, what Batman is and what he represents in that time frame than all those comics have managed in all that time. And I think 
ironically, probably the truest version of the story as well, um, because I think it's it's funny watching this kind of completed circle of comic book films taking take massive references from comic books and having to please comic book fans to getting to the stage now where comic books are now taking their cues from comic book films and are trying to please comic book film fans. I find that really, really quite that it's kind of gone full circle. And now from reading, especially, you know, the new 52 um, releases that DC came out with, how, how much their Batman is taking influence from, from Nolan's Batman and, you know, to kind of ground him in reality. I mean, there's still, you know, still a lot more kind of grandiose in the scale, but... Um, so, yeah. yeah, Batman, just looking it up, Batman first appeared in Detective Comics 27 in May 1939. So Bob Kane and Bill Fingers. Stephen Fry, Dr. Doom, right? You can be the one who brings it back. Well, so, so, so 39, so that's 53 years? That's ten. Max. Oh no! Sorry, what am I doing? What am I talking about? Seventy-three years. Definitely worse than my attempt. <laughs> You're dropping out. Getting audio dropouts. I wonder whether it's um, Skype or just the uh, microphones. Am I any better now? It just seems to be. It, I think when we talk at the same time, it kind of seems to want to want to cut one out. Maybe it just needs to pick a favorite. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll try consciously not to talk at the same time which will be a new thing for me and you uh, yeah it'd be difficult good idea though maybe we should have light that we turn on and off walkie talkie system just we'll say over after each line <laughs> <laughs> but no I, I think um well what we you know what was your thoughts on the dark knight rises uh, you know i'm i'm I, I liked it. Let's say for, first of all, let's get that out of the way. I, I'm not. I'm not one. Of, I'm not a hater on it. I'm not. Um, you know, but I, but I've heard a lot of a lot of. Uh, this, well, everywhere is full of it, isn't it? Full of talk about it. Full of people who who have built it up into you know their expectations for what Nolan would do with the with the final one of the trilogy, um, and a lot of expectation. I think also with what he'd do after Inception. Yeah. I think I think there's some of that in it as well. Um, so I think people have got hopes not only for the trilogy being completed in a way that wasn't consistent with lots of trilogies the way we've seen the third one be yep. uh, the problem. I mean, it's, it's, he handled the third film. As, and I think the film that he wanted to make, I don't, I don't think from, you know, I didn't leave saying Warner Brothers clearly told him to end the film that way or, you know, I didn't feel he'd kind of his hand pushed. No, absolutely. No, I, I agree. I think I think it's the film he wanted to make, and I think even with any flaws that um, that that might be there, I'm glad he I'm glad he made the film he wanted to, and not the mistakes that a studio would have wanted him to make. Uh, yeah, like you know the return of the Joker. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I guess if they could have done, that's something they'd have wanted to do. Yeah, which yeah. is probably. The reason why studio heads don't make films. Um, well, they've but, made they make too many. That's the problem. 
it's it's what it's one thing that I think you know. I I, I don't think this is a spoiler, um, but just in case, spoiler alert. Um, I, I think it's one thing that is is definitely something I noticed was there is no reference to the Joker in that film. You know, there there is not a single nod to. There's there's a lot about Harvey Dent. But there's nothing about the Joker, that, well, you know. and there could have been, couldn't there? Because there's there's all the prison. We get we get all the prison stuff. We get the notion that all of these criminals, as part of the Harvey Dent Act, which we we hear about in the first three minutes of the film, all of these criminals have been locked away because of this kind of draconian law that they've managed to pass in in the wake of Harvey Dent's death. Yeah, and I think also that was. I don't know if I'm kind of reading too much into it, but I thought, you know, Nolan often tries to kind of mirror the time that he's in. Um, and, you know, I think with, with The Dark Knight, um, the second film, it was, it was very obvious that he was, he was commenting on terrorism and, you know, how to something that is mindless and that is, you know, that there is no logic to it. How do you logically fight something that is illogical? And that, you know, that, that was kind of a key part of the film. And I think, you know, the Tent Act to me was almost like this Patriot Act. And it was this idea that, you know, he said it gave them teeth. But I think, you know, Gordon, again, this happens within the first three minutes of the film, so it's not really a spoiler, but has this secret within him and he kind of seems to realize that there is there is a dark side to that law as well yeah well i think it's a, that it's very strong isn't it that that yeah peace has been achieved but at what cost it's built it's built on a lie and we and, and we know that in the first five minutes um and we know that that's going to be kind, kind of a, a thematic thing that, that we, yeah we've got we've got safety we've got freedom in some sense but uh, at what cost yeah yeah and i think you know that's a that to me it's the dent act is kind of as it goes on it it becomes more relevant um in in, in a lot of ways it's hard it's hard again not to kind of get the spoilers out there yeah. you know we're going, to, we're going to touch on some things, and I think, as you say, if people people haven't seen it yet, they probably shouldn't be listening to the rest of rest of the show. Fool you! <laughs> it is this thing of, um, you know, that, that I don't think it actually, ironically, for a film that is a Batman film, it's not about Batman. Um, Batman isn't doesn't you know we don't see him till probably a third of the way through the film. He disappears for a massive amount of the second act of the film. You know, it's it's not a Batman. And this is another big complaint that a lot of people have got, and one of, one of the major complaints is there's just not enough Batman in it. But I think, you know, I'd much rather have an effective story and and a kind of lasting impression of the trilogy left on me than have Batman shoehorned in at every occasion to try and, you know, please the fanboys. You know, I, I think Nolan Nolan was quite brave and clearly made a decision that this was, you know, because the story, the main kind of story really is is Jim Gordon's and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, John Blake. I think that they're the, they're the two kind of key characters. Um, and I know, I know that a lot of people have complained about the lack of Batman, 
but this is the world that Batman left mm. and a reason to come back. And that's yeah. the whole idea of the film is that, you know, Batman has gone and it's, you know, the fact that he kind of took the fall for Harvey Dent's murder is, <clears throat> is a key part of the story. But the main thing is him being coaxed out of hiding. Mm. Um, and by somebody who is the opposite to the Joker, I think that's something that's quite nice. You know, Bane in the film is very cunning, very devious and very considered. And I think, you know, with, with the Joker, Nolan had this real kind of maniacal, anarchistic um, Joker that it, Bane is everything he isn't. He, he is always in control, and I think he he likes playing the game. You know, to him, with the Joker, he liked this idea that, that, that Batman and the Joker kind of went round and did this forever. It's, it's left at the end of The Dark Knight where he says, you know, I think we're destined to do this forever, where they're almost symbiotic. They need each other, whereas Bane is, he wants to destroy the world. He's not, he's not maniacal, you know. Yeah. He, I mean, there's, there's, there's a whole thing there, and I think this is another criticism that people have got. That when, when it starts out, it, it does seem like Bane is, as you say, the opposite of a kind of guy who just wants to watch the world burn. He's got an agenda. Um, it seems a political one. Yeah. It, the, the, certainly that kind of, you know, your society is corrupt uh, stuff coming through. He, you know, he, he, it, it is pitched that way. Um, but But he's kind of empty in in a sense i think and again spo spoilers um you know i, I think there's, there's a there's a kind of sense in which some of that is is allowed to drop away and you and you kind of see that there's there's not much there either and i think this is where nolan for me is kind of reveals a little bit of his kind of uh maybe maybe more reactionary kind of politics that he might be occasionally accused of you know that that, that he does um he doesn't see uh, kind of collective action uh, and the citizenry as being the answer to 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 really much of anything. Mm. And you know, and and so we're getting a kind of a kind of yeah, the 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 cops and the and the politicians and the maybe the city bankers and financiers have have let us down. But but hey, they're they're not. There's no real. There's no real alternative to it. Yeah, I, th I think you know one of my. One of my few gripes with it, um, as in how it fits in with the trilogy, is I think one of the strongest things that The Dark Knight did was it it gave a voice to the population. Oh of, yeah, totally. I think that you know that it was it was of all the films the most complete Gotham. I think. In, it, it, when you're watching a film that you feel really immersed in is The Dark Knight. And I think The Dark Knight will be the kind of classic of the trilogy because that that scenario at the end of The Dark Knight, and this is a spoiler, and if you haven't seen The Dark Knight... <laughs> uh, I think, we, I think we, you know, The Dark Knight is, uh, is, is territory we're very, very safe to spoil, I think. You know, there's, there's, the, there's, the, there's the scenario where they have the two sides of... Um, you know, the, the criminals and the innocents, and they're both on these boats crossing the river, and they're given this scenario where the lives of each other are put into that into the hands of each other. And that moment 
really makes Gotham feel like a real place to me. Um, because you see the citizen, how the citizens are affected by the actions of the characters. Mm. And I think to me, especially with where the Dark Knight Rises goes, and it makes such a clear thing of this is now Gotham is in your hands. There's very little shown of the struggle of the citizens. No, we don't, uh, we don't really get it at all, do we? We get, we get the cops um, and, and a whole whole bunch of stuff about you know about them or seemingly every every cop in in <laughs> in gotham in in a hole uh literally and metaphorically and we get the kind of, we we see some of the kind of citizenry through the, the through the eyes i guess of um of uh uh selena kyle um who, who just seem to be kind of um ha- having a, a bit of a bit of a of a whale of, of a time yeah, and I, th- I think it's strange actually because when 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 Catwoman was first announced, I was so dubious, and then when they announced it was going to be Anne Hathaway, I was near tears because <laughs> really seeing her in was the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> God, this is going to be hideous. And then when it started, and there was you know there's this scene where she's breaking in and she's caught, she's breaking into the, um, you know, Wayne Manor and she's caught and she has this very timid, um, innocent uh, kind of persona. I was like, oh God, they've, they've still <laughs> just kept that exactly the way she was. This is, you know, this is going to be worse than Halle Berry. <laughs> and then she does this, it's a beautiful piece of acting, but there's, there's one shot where um, all she, she has one line, she says, oops. And her shoulders just melt and her eyes roll back into her head and she she just becomes Selena Kyle. She becomes and it's such an incredible, you know, bit of bit of acting and it's such a beautiful moment and a reveal of Catwoman. It's you know, it's brilliant and I can't I can't kind of big Anne Hathaway up enough for it. But they set um Catwoman up as such a kind of important figure in the story and then in in the middle act she she does just seem to disappear um and essentially you know the a big part of the film is her moral struggle with what you know whether she whether she takes the kind of fresh clean slate or you know or whether she kind of stays and helps gotham and I think by dropping her in the middle act, and there's another character who's key to the film, which is Alfred, who is dropped in the middle act. Mm. I think, you know, on a second viewing, those those kind of things did did become gripes. That they, I still love the film, I still adore the film, but they, I think those characters are set up so beautifully in the first act, and then just seem to be forgotten about, and then brought back in. And we're just expected to kind of go, oh yeah, uh, they were in the first act and they were amazing, so we'll, we'll kind of invest in them. But you know, there's, uh, I think there are there are holes in that in that middle act, and I actually think on both times that I saw the film, about halfway through the film, I started thinking they've taken on too much and they can't get themselves out of this hole. Ironically, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a massive film on so many. Th- so many uh, levels and i and i think um well so today some someone who hadn't who i hadn't spoken to about the film said 
I, I said to me, you, you've seen it a few times. And I said, what do you think? And he said, it, and he paused and he went, it's huge. <laughs> and I think, you know, that that's the word that <laughs> does come, come up time and time again. And it is a lot to take on. There's a lot of stuff to wrap up from the other two movies, a lot of a lot of the Harvey Dent thread to to play out. Uh, a lot of the the, the, the kind of uh, effect that that's had on on Batman and 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 who he is and Bruce Wayne um, and a, and then a whole bunch of stuff from the first movie to wrap up as well. Plus we've got these new characters. We've got we've got to play this whole thing out. So it's a lot. You know, it fe it feels like it could have been a a four hour movie, a five hour movie. You know, not not a three hour one. I think Nolan should be saluted for taking that on and on the whole effectively you know getting through that story um but i've i've heard a few things i mean i've heard a few people say he should have done it in two parts like a kind of harry potter yeah, yeah. Style, um or you know break it up into two parts but then i think it would have lost the the pay, the end the, the last 20 minutes of that film are so beautifully constructed like i i adore the last 20 minutes of the film um and I left the cinema on such a high on both occasions that I think, you know, he must have effectively done his job. And, I think, you know, he should be saluted for that because he didn't do it with George Lucas in Return of the Jedi where he just said, you know, just believe me, he's a Jedi. We, it, we, don't, we don't talk about Return of the Jedi. But, you know, it, it is this, you know, with, you know, when you talk about leaps of faith, I mean, just the, the first 20 minutes of Return of the Jedi where it's just, you know, just... Forget everything we told you about how hard it was to become a Jedi. He is one. Just move on. <laughs> I think, you know, for me, it was a massive undertaking. And I have heard words, you know, like epic and, and, and this novelistic, you know, it is this, it's, it's the war and peace of the blockbuster films. Mm. And I can see where that comes from. But I do think, you know, all in all, apart from kind of minor gripes, um, that that it it did work well, and it's funny actually because um, I a friend of mine actually sent me over the the script, the full uh, script of The Dark Knight Rises. Hmm. It's funny because reading through it on the page, it works really well. Like the pacing of it and everything is spot on, and nothing, um, especially kind of that middle act when when Bruce is trying to climb out of. Nolan's, you know, Lazarus pit, but it's, there's, um, it works really nicely on the page. And I wonder if given a little bit more time, whether it would have translated better onto film that, that kind of middle, middle section. But I think all in all, you know, I, I am so, I was so pleased with it as, as a conclusion. And like I say, the last 20 minutes, I was in tears and <laughs> embarrassed. No, I think I think it's hugely exciting, and, and I didn't feel I didn't feel its length very much at all. I you know I, I enjoyed enjoyed that that journey, and and every time I kind of get, I think things were flagging a little bit, you can you can all of a sudden something else comes along and just just powers the story onto the next bit. So I I didn't mind that. I didn't mind I didn't mind the length, and I think the you know I, I think the things you've said about uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and and. Hathaway being fantastic, I think absolutely true. They they really do hold the film together. Um, I think the thing for me that I really really liked is is most of all is really the portrayal of Batman and what he's become. 
Yeah, yeah. I I think you know for for me the thing that the thing that I liked as well for for his character arc was this idea that in Batman Begins he's told to you know face his fear and and forget his fear almost. And what I like about the third one is that idea of the reintrodu- reintroduction of fear and that fear is important and it is, a po- it is an important human trait that makes you human. And I, I really like that idea that almost, you know, what you'd learn and what you'd learned about this character and, what, and you go on the journey with him, you know, you really do. And I think, because um, it's funny because when, when Christian Bale was kind of first cast, I was really excited because I think in American Psycho, he showed he can play that kind of multi-dimensional character. And because it's funny, actually, because I'm actually quite a big fan of um, Keaton as Batman. Um, I know, but... Hello, I've lost you. His Bruce Wayne is the broad human. Um, he's not an amazing actor, and it's not an amazing film. But his his kind of the, the Bruce Wayne in that film is is a very human Bruce Wayne. And I think for me, the, the scene, the, the defining scene in terms of Bruce Wayne's character in Batman, and I think that's you know that's that's maybe what it is: is the key scenes, the main scenes, the real turning points in all the other films. He's been in the bat suit. He has been Batman, and you know those have been the key, the key kind of driven scenes. Whereas when I think back to Rises, the key scenes are all with him as Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and the conversation that he has with Alfred um, when, again, spoilers, um, when when Alfred reveals that Rachel didn't choose him. And chose Harvey Dent. That scene is so crippling to watch from from the from the side of both characters. You know that that Bruce is essentially just everything he's stood for and worked for and believed is not true. And with Alfred, he knows that he's about to alienate the one person he loves. And I think that's a real, you know, incredible scene. And the other thing that I liked about it was for a film with such a good soundtrack. That scene is devoid of a soundtrack, and it really plays. You know, the um, it really plays with kind of the emotion of of the two characters. And I think in a film where the scale is so important, and you do get these huge sweeping shots of Gotham, that that to me is one of the most lasting scenes. Is is these two you know great actors' faces in huge you know, cinema, cinema size, just seeing that kind of nuanced emotion in both of their faces. And I think for me, the the story of Bruce Wayne is really completed and the story of Batman isn't, and that's a good thing. That, that for me is a, is a good way to end it. I think, I think that's a good point. And I think, um, you know, for all these films, the three films, for all their kind of grandeur and their kind of amazing set piece moments and incredible um, physical stunts and effects um i think the things that that do stand out from all of them are are the small personal moments the the conversations between bruce and rachel in the first movie between the bat between batman and and the joker in dark knight 
and in this one, as you say, the, the personal moments, and also Batman him, himself, per small scale fighting hand to hand with Bane. I think that that's a real that's a real shift here, and I think it is these small level kind of human moments that are actually the film's greatest moments for me. I also think you know the fact that he doesn't really use his gadgets in this. I mean that. He uses vehicular gadgets, but he, he doesn't. Um, there's not a reliance on, you know, that I think so often Batman is hiding in the darkness. And, you know, the, there's a key, there's that key thing, isn't there, where Bane says uh, that you adopted the darkness. I was born of the darkness. And he has always just seen blinding. And then when that, the kind of ultimate showdown between. Bane and and Batman happens. It's in the daylight. Hmm. Quite a significant. It's quite a significant kind of visual cue. Yeah. But I think you know it, it is that thing of this. This film is about struggle and about about the the human side of Batman and about Batman aging and you know the 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 the, the soul of Batman, which is something that that <clears throat> uh, Bane touches on again, where he says. I'm, I'm, uh, what does he say now? He says, you know, that, why didn't you kill me? And he says, you know, that, that, that I'm going to torture your soul. And it's not, you know, he doesn't fear death. He doesn't fear a physical beating, but he's going to torture his soul. And I think, you know, this is, this, this story, the key to it is, is that idea of Batman and well, Bruce Wayne being pushed to a place that he just hasn't been pushed before. And a lot of the emphasis, I think, in the trailers was put on the physical battle and the, and the, 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 the idea that he'd never been in a physical battle that he couldn't win. Hmm. I think the key, the key to the story is, is the inner struggle. That, that he goes through. And I, I think it's handled very well because it doesn't feel, I'd, to me, I've heard a lot of people say that it feels very contrived, but to me it didn't. Um, but I, I'm... Oh, uh, it's, a comic, it's a comic book. <laughs> we doing here? Um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, I just, for me, and on the second time of viewing, I actually enjoyed it more. Um, because I think I wasn't scared anymore because I knew it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Prometheus effect. Yeah, essentially. So convinced it was going to be good. And I was so, well, as you know, from many a discussion, phone call and text conversation, I was so happy by that film. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I really was afraid uh, because ironically, Prometheus from the trailers, I just thought this is going to be incredible. And the film, I have never seen such a shoddily constructed film. I, there's not often I leave a cinema thinking, if you gave me eighty million pounds, I would give you a film that would kick the out of that. But that is one film I definitely think that. And then with Batman, with the first kind of teaser trailer, I was like, okay, this looks amazing. The second trailer. I wasn't so keen. And then they did this kind of real character-driven trailer, um, which I think was trailer three, that I thought, okay, this looks incredible. And it was very low-key, and it was 
all about the characters. And then they released a third one, which was a sorry, a fourth one, which was a Nokia trailer, Nokia sponsored trailer. And it was kind of just things blowing up and people smashing each other. And I just thought, ah, oh, they've you know, Warner Brothers has had their way with a film. It's just going to be horrific, and it's going to be this war film that's going to make no sense. And so when I went to see it, I was so scared <laughs> that it was going to be this, you know, hideous, um, not quite, you know, a Schumacher, but um, I don't think you could ever get that bad. Uh, but I was really worried. Um, so the relief, the relief when I left, maybe the tears in my eyes at the end of the film was relief more than, more than anything. But um no, I, I think on the second time of watching, I could enjoy it for the film it was. Um, and I, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And if if you've seen it once, I'd recommend going to see it again because I think you see not only the the kind of holes and the and the bad plot points, but you also see the 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 best parts of that film are almost fired by by the security of knowing that you're in safe. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the second second viewing was um, was for me was for me more satisfying, um, and I'd definitely, I'd, I'd see it again. Yeah. Um, by the way, can, can I can I conclude the ending? <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we we should touch on that before before we wrap up. I guess. Yeah. Um, you owe me a pint for this, but um... <laughs> well, I always seem to. <laughs> that's not you that's not you owing me that's just generosity of spirit um no, the the how i know that it is a real ending and not an inception ending which is a debate we've had where you think it is it is a i, I don't I, I just think i think i think it's open uh to being read in both ways and i wondered whether that's intentional whether nolan's intent is that we is that is that it can be read in both ways in order to make it not really matter. Okay, well, here's my evidence. I'll present it before the court, and then <laughs> this is a this is a kangaroo court, by the way. This is going to be my uh, my Tom Cruise moment. I'm going to start screaming and shouting, and pointing. Um, <laughs> Death by exile. <laughs> um, but no, the. Um, in that kind of end sequence where there's a lot going on, and I'll try not to give away the the ultimate. Uh, it's all right. People can people can turn off now. Give away the ultimate ending, but essentially, when when there's that section where there's there's the kind of fast cuts to show what has happened to Gotham since since Bruce Wayne has died, uh, and there's the there's the shots of um, you know th they're in the boardroom and they're dividing up his estate. Mm -hmm. There's lots of very lovely moments, and we find out that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Robin, and Willie B, the new Batman, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the key bit to the to the ending scene with with Alfred in the cafe in Florence is um, the when they're going through the paperwork and they're wrapping up. Um, one of the lawyers turns to the other lawyer and says, um, "You can't lose. You can't just lose a pearl necklace." Yeah, Look sure, sure. And then, at the end of the film, Anne Hathaway sits in the cafe with the pearl necklace. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. Is is Nolan saying this isn't open to interpretation? The ending is Bruce Wayne lives and has a new life and a fresh start with Anne Hathaway, well, Selena Kyle, and they all live happily ever after. <laughs> that's that. 
is because he wouldn't put that in if he wanted it to be into. I don't know. You see, I think I think uh, I think his attention to detail is such that that, that he would he would he'd make the. I think I don't think it's his intention to leave doubt by omission of things so that people could go, oh, she's not wearing that and and all that kind of stuff. I think I think if there is if there is a dual intention, it it's that we should be able to read it completely perfectly one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I, the Inception's a case in point. I think you know you, we've we've got a kind of replay of of um, I forget the character's name coming back coming back to uh, to his kids at the end back in the house and and the kids for a, for a moment seem like they might just be the kids we've seen before, but but they aren't. They're played by different kids, by older kids. Mm. You know that that kind of attention. I think it, it, it's it's not it's not there to leave a little trap for us or a clue for us to work out that the ending is fake or that the ending isn't what we what it appears to be. I think it's there to make us completely able to read it one way or the other in order to say that's not the point. But uh, but, but I think you know with with open endings um, or kind of ambiguous endings that. You know, the, the if you really want to do it, you do the lost in translation thing where you have an <laughs> audible whisper. Uh, and, you know, I'll never forget the first time I watched that film and I sat there, I was watching it with my mum because I'm cool like that. Um, and, it's your mum that's cool. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I said, um, what do you think, you know, they said? And she said, oh, I, I think she said, uh, see you when I get home. <laughs> the love affair continues, and Bill Murray leaves his wife, uh, destroys the home. And, they... <laughs> and I said, "That's interesting," because I think he said it was good while it lasted. We have to call it quits. So that, to me, is an ending that is open to interpretation and is purposely set. Oh, yeah, but that's an incomplete ending, and I think that's different to leaving it open to interpretation. I think, and this, you know, it's it's splitting hairs, and I think you could say that any ending is open to interpretation if if it can be, you know, if I could willfully see it another way. I mean, I, I just think with with the totem spinning at the end of Inception. Yeah. You know, that's a very deliberate cut because you see it begin to wobble. <laughs> and that is, you know, the ultimate tease. Yeah, yeah. So I think to me... But it's the same filmmaker, you know, and I think, I think you have to at least, I think at least we could kind of at least acknowledge that, that it's it's part of Nolan's armoury is to say that that endings could work different ways. Yeah, yeah, and Bruce Wayne is playing with fact and fiction at the end of it, um, just like Nolan does. I think if you if you want if he wanted that ending to be like that, you have, you have uh, Alfred look up, and there's no smile or there's you just no cut. Yeah, you just cut, and that that to me, he's far too clever a filmmaker to not, and also he's a brave enough filmmaker to make that decision. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I know he he would do that if he if that's what he wanted, but I but I still think it is possible to read the ending both ways. Okay, <laughs> I don't think necessarily think it's right, and I don't think I don't think 
Nolan, I don't think for a minute think Nolan is saying, oh, that's what's happening, you know, that that that, that this alternative thing is is a fiction and, and, and so on. I, I I just think he's he's a playful enough filmmaker to, to leave us in a position whereby we could debate it. I have to get you a T-shirt that says Rosebud isn't a sledge. <laughs> Rosebud, Rosebud's definitely not a sledge. He's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with that <laughs> so Rose, rosebud's a ghost that's the title for the show <laughs> yeah oh we could oh we could have you know kaiser soze is not kevin spacey <laughs> again yeah. usual suspects i you're listening to the wrong show <laughs> <laughs> okay we probably should wrap up um so well Hopefully, um, we'll be we'll be getting another recording on uh, as soon as possible. What are we going to go for once a week? Are we going to try try for that at this point? Uh, once a week, see how that goes. Um, hopefully, the lovely listeners will adopt us as their new their new critics on everything they should care about. So, so not not just films. So you're going to cover all kinds of stuff. What kind of things are you going to talk about? You know, well, our, our main topics of conversation, like I said, are going to be, um, you know, I'm a big games and comic book and film fan. You're a big, um, you know, film and, and kind of technology fan. So I, I, we'll 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 discuss really what needs to be discussed. I think that's the main thing. Um, we're not just going to record a show for the sake of our egos. Um, and you know, the, it's going to be new media technology. It's going to be. Uh, games it's going to be film and all the cool pop culture things that we can try and slam into 20 minutes or half an hour um we've gone 45 minutes for this episode zero i apologize um but you know i think the main thing is is that um you know we are independent we're not gonna you know we don't have any pressure from anybody to say that anything's anything that it isn't and i think you know essentially we are just too Relatively uninformed people blabbering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well, we'll leave it at there. Uh, so, so it's sort of um, checking out notes from the show or anything. Are we going to stick some of this stuff up at Doomray HQ? We'll put it up on Doomray HQ. Um, you know, I think um, I've got um, Doomray um, Squarespace. So um, that'll be up there as well. I mean, maybe if, should if we, should we, should we, uh, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll take the doomrayhq.com domain and I'll, and you can point it at your Squarespace site. Should we do that? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And, um, you know, if anybody does actually happen to stumble across this and listen to it and hate us or love us, um, you know, any feedback, any ideas on, on shows. I mean, I know that um, we've got, I've managed to line up a few interviews with a couple of um, people in the games industry that should be quite fun um, and informative. I mean, the main thing is, is that we're not, you know, we're not here to be IGN. We're here, you know, that's covered, that's done. Um, you know, we're hopefully going to talk about things in a bit more of a um, kind of informed and academic way as opposed to just slamming opinion all over the place, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> we'll try promise as you've once said i have an opinion on everything <laughs> more than one often yeah often <laughs> okay so so we'll point people to doomrayhq.com that's doomray one word hq.com for notes on this show and i'll be putting some stuff up at futurilla 
com. That's Future Rilla, two L's. Um, uh, just about other shows that we might um, we might have coming up too. Okay, Kyle. Okay, well, um, I will leave you to your evening, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. If anybody is listening, <laughs> and uh, well, clearly, if if someone heard that, then they are. Exactly, exactly. So, um, no, just the main thing is, is that, you know, hopefully we'll get something else up by the end of next week. Um, we'll, if we start getting traffic through uh, Doomray HQ, in fact, even if we don't, we'll post up some ideas on the shows that we've got coming up. And, uh, yeah, just thanks for listening and thanks for your time, Rob. Okay, have a great evening, Kyle. Thank you. Okay, bye. <laughs>